Good morning, Donna. Good morning. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. All participants are muted. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. How are you today? Thank you for getting up this morning and jumping on this morning mojo call. We do these calls at 8 a.m. on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays, and it's just a quick little 10, 15-minute dose of uh, morning mojo to get your day started off right, to get your head straight before you go out there, uh, out there into the public. And on Monday mornings, there is a secret call you can get on um, where it's a leadership call. Now, we have these amazing senior vice presidents that uh, have achieved the level of financial freedom, uh, residual uh, uh, millionaires, and what we're looking for is for all of us to get there. How would you like to be coached personally by one of them? That's right. You can be coached personally by them. You can get on the leadership call, um, and you can get on there as a secret pin. You can find out from your upline what it takes to qualify to get on there and to get on that call, and they will answer your questions live on there. They always have a little topic they talk about, but it's a great way for you to get coached by the top people in the company, and those happen on Monday mornings at 8 a.m. So this morning, well, first of all, if you uh, don't know who I am, uh, introduce myself. I'm Jim Lambright. I'm a regional vice president uh, out of Central Ohio, out of Columbus, Ohio. Heard some of the OHIO on there this morning, but this morning I want to talk to you about mediocrity and how to avoid being mediocre. And before we talk about that, what does the word mediocre mean? I looked up the definition, and boy, it's not really pretty. Mediocre says, of only moderate quality, not very good. Average or ordinary. Ugh. To me, that's not really a positive position. Most people don't want to say, oh, you know, I have a mediocre life. I mean, that's just, it just, ugh. it has a yucky feeling to it. So how... Do you become, how do you avoid mediocrity? See, mediocrity, the game of mediocrity, be, becoming mediocre, is competing for second place. Second place. Everyone is seemingly competing for second place because everybody is doing the same thing. Everybody's looking around, looking at other people. What we find is that there's the 1% of people out there that get to live an amazing life. They're just unbelievable. They're exceptional at what they do. And it's only like 1% that ends up that way. The other 99% of people end up all competing for the same second place prize. And there's tons of competition there. And the reason for it is this. There is safety and security in being part of the crowd. Somewhere, somehow, way back, probably in middle school somewhere, maybe even a little bit earlier, we found out that being different is not a good thing. We were different somehow, or we decided we would dress a little different or be a little different, and somebody made us feel really bad about that, and because of that, we decided to snap back into line and follow along the herd of everyone else. So I've got five simple things right here that you can do different where you can become part of the 1% versus being part of the 99%. See, number one thing that we find for people to be different is that most people are not willing to fail. They view failing as a bad thing, right? See, 
Mark Manson said in his book, In the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Bleep, I'll bleep it because it's an F-bomb, believe it or not. It's a great book, as long as you're not offended by F-bombs. My East Coast people are like, oh, that's all right. We say that stuff all the time. But he says this, we can be truly successful only at things we are willing to fail at. Let me repeat that. We can be truly successful only at things we are willing to fail at. If you are not willing to fail, you will not succeed. The most successful people in the world fail like crazy. And the falsehood that we believe is that failure means that's the proof that I'm not good enough. When in all actuality, it's the exact opposite of that. See, the 99% believe that. That failure means I'm not good enough. Where the 1% know this. They're willing to fail, fail hard, fail fast, and then they're willing to learn from their mistakes because they know failure is the best teacher. Here's the recommendation I got from my mentor. If I want to succeed faster, double my failure rate. I was like, what? I'm supposed to be trying to win, not fail. For example... If someone tells you no today, okay, tomorrow your goal should be to get two people to say no, not two people to say yes. I want you to catch this. Find two people to say no tomorrow. You have to get two to say no. And if that happens, the next day, get four people to say no. And you keep doubling your failure rate until you get the results you want. And before long, what you will notice is that you are living the exceptional life of the 1%. We all know all the different stories out there of the people that have failed. Uh, you know, the, the guy who started Kentucky Fried Chicken, I think it was in his 70s when he started. Thomas Edison said, I didn't fail when trying to invent the light bulb. I just found 10,000 ways it didn't work. All those different stories. They were willing to fail, fail fast, fail big, and they're some of the most successful people in the world. See, failure will develop your character. It's going to help you have humility, but it will accelerate your growth. I promise you, you focus on the wins, right? You're always focusing on the wins. We want to focus on how many times did I fail? See, what happens is when you win, you tend to take your foot off the gas. And when you fail, you tend to take your foot off the gas. So look for failure. Don't look for the wins, okay? For example, in our, uh, our, our business of ACN, our network marketing business of ACN, uh, in the beginning, was really terrible at it. Just absolutely terrible and failed at it. And uh, what, what I found is that my wife was really incredible at it. How was it she was so good and I was so bad? Well, the reason was is because she didn't care what people said. And she was willing to just go out and just run through the numbers and what she found basically got a lot of no's, but because she kept going and was willing to fail big and fast, we ended up being a huge success. So what you're looking for is you don't want to seek praise. You want to seek criticism. See, if people are praising you, then you are not failing and stretching enough. That was actually Benjamin Hardy that said that. Because the 99%, when they're giving you the praise, that feels good. That means you're part of the herd and uh, if you're in that, that means you're going to end up with a life of mediocrity. Ew, yuck, no thank you. The second thing you want to do um, to avoid mediocrity is to understand that the mediocre majority does not value learning. 
They don't value learning. I mean, in fact, there are kids in school that get made fun of for being smart and for studying and things like that. They're not part of the crowd, right? The in crowd, it happens. We call it the E to E ratio. E to E stands for your entertainment versus your education. See, most people are going to choose entertainment and distraction over learning and growing. Why is that? Well, because education and distraction is fun. Education, right, and learning and coaching and failing and growing, that's not as much fun. And we also know this, repetition can be boring or tedious. For example, going to Saturday trainings, that can be boring or tedious. But you want to know the great news? That is really, really great news that it's boring and tedious. Want to know why? Because there's less competition most people will not do something that is repetition or boring. And what that means is because most people won't do it, there's less people competing in that space, which gives you a greater opportunity to win. See, you have to be glad when it is difficult. Because when it's difficult, most people won't do it. And that helps keep the competition low. See, if it was easy to become something, everyone would be doing it, which would make it harder? Does that make sense? Like to win, let's say to become a millionaire, right? Or to become above average. If it were easy, everybody would be working to do it, which would actually make it hard. For example, for every day you read a book, just know there are tens of millions of people who didn't do that, right? For every day, for every morning you got up early, to produce, there were tens of millions of others of people who slept in. For example, how many of you are on a mojo call this morning? You're on it. You're listening to it right now or if you're listening to my podcast on here. But there are millions and millions of others who didn't and who won't. Okay? So just remember, the fiercest competition is for the second place prizes. You know, how about this? For every day you kept going... Millions of others, people quit. And so when I learned about this E to E ratio, um, I learned about it from Zig Ziglar, and he talked about university on wheels. Brian Tracy talks about it too. The university on wheels, because here's what most people say. I don't have time to do self-education, right? Formal education is okay, it's good for you to get, but self-education is what we're talking about here. The university on wheels is this. Anytime my car is moving, I'm either on a sales call, and if I'm not on a sales call, I'm playing some type of personal growth that I have on there. It's so easy nowadays, the old days, man, you used to have cassette tapes and stuff like that you had to play, and then we had the CDs you had to carry around, and they'd get scratched and things like that. Now. It's just on your phone. You hook it up to your Bluetooth. You hit a podcast and you listen to it while you're driving. And you can pick up something on the way that can completely change your day and change your life. And over time, you can become the person you want to be. And so many people won't do something that simple. So if you want to not be part of the mediocre majority, the 99%, take a look at your ratio. How much time am I spending on entertainment Versus education. How much time am I in front of the TV? How much time am I reading, uh, you know, magazines that are just entertainment magazines? How much time am I going to the movies and things like that versus 
my self-education. Check that out and see where it's at. You'll be shocked probably at how much time you're spending on entertainment. Number three, winners act like winners before they become winners. The 1% believe and feel and know that they have what it takes. But for unfortunately the 99%, you've been stuck in the mediocre majority for so long that you've had your dreams beaten out of you and you don't feel like you have what it takes to win. And you know what? It will be a self-fulfilling prophecy. You won't because you tell yourself, I don't have what it takes to win. Here's the greatest thing about extraordinary people who've done extraordinary things. They're just ordinary people. They're ordinary people who believed they, would, they could win and they decided not to play the game for second place that 99% are playing. They decided to play, take the 1% path where there is less competition and easier to get there, but you have to play a different game. For example, in ACN, if you want to be a senior vice president, you have to do what senior vice presidents do. You have to do the actions. You have to know you can do it, go out and do the actions first, then you get the promotion. You don't get the promotion first, you have to do the actions first. And so you can do it by telling your mind what to do. You tell your mind what to do and it will make it happen. Your brain is programmable. A great way to do that is to put your goals and affirmations on a mirror. Uh, If you come to my house, you'll see they're on my mirror, they're on my windows. Yes, if you go in uh, in the bathroom, in the marriage saver there and you close the door, you will see there are, uh, there are inspirational and affirmations written on those uh, walls. It drives my wife nuts, but they're written all over the house. And it's because I know it has an effect on programming the brain if you read them. If you do something as simple as read your goals while you brush your teeth and shave in the morning, it will change your life over time if you do it daily. Number four, most people seek money and titles versus experience and transformation. See, the goal of this whole thing is not for money and not for titles. It's the person that you become along the way. Chasing titles and money will leave you feeling empty at the end. And the proof of that is look at all these celebrities and musicians who hit the top and become these millionaires and these icons and they end up taking their own lives. I believe that the majority of time that happens is because not because of just the drugs and alcohol or whatever that causes it they do that drugs and alcohol because they realize at the end they were chasing the wrong thing and is an empty race at the end to just get to money it's the person that you become the lives that you change experiential learning and transformation is what you want and with that it will give you a level of fulfillment and uh, uh at the end like Did I become the person I was meant to be when I was born? Who is it that I can become? And so the last one is this. Most of us spend time comparing ourselves to others and being jealous of others versus working on succeeding. See, there's a saying by Tim Denning that says this. Personal incongruency is what causes so much of our pain. Not being you will destroy you. And as parents, parents, if you're listening, don't do this to your kids. Don't have them become the person you want them to become. 
Find out who they want to be and help them on their path. I'll tell you, when I was a kid, I always told people I was going to be a doctor. I was going to be a doctor, man. I even went and got a microbiology degree. I was going to be a doctor, and I was going to do it because I thought it sounded good. I mean, who wouldn't want uh, their kid or grandkid or friend or whatever to be a doctor? How awesome would it be to be that? And thank God a doctor had me shadow him uh, when I got out of college. I took the MCAT and everything and uh, followed him around. And I realized I didn't like blood. I didn't like poop. I didn't like looking at naked old people. I didn't really like that. And I was going to choose that profession because it sounded good. No, thank you. And I got out of that and went a completely different direction that actually fit my lifestyle and uh, how I wanted to live and who I wanted to be and uh, not being shackled to an office uh, with people coming in. Oh, it would be an awful. It's a nightmare now to think of it. It would have sounded good. He's a doctor, but I'd have been doing that to please other people. I can't imagine how much pain that would have caused me. So I want you to think of this. Instead of comparing yourself to other people, take that time and work on yourself. There's a saying that says this. Stay in your lane. Now, I'd heard that saying before, but I didn't really understand what it meant. And here's what it means. If you're driving down the freeway, right, the freeway of life, you're driving down. Imagine yourself driving down that and you're in your lane. And you have some people that you're passing, right? If you concentrate on those people that you're passing, you might say, oh, well, I can slow down. And that stunts your growth as a person to the person that you can become, But what else also in the other lanes where you have people that are passing you, they're zipping by you? Well, you might start trying to keep up with them and become unsafe. Here's the reality. If you're constantly watching the other lanes instead of watching your lane, what ends up happening? You'll end up crashing, right? And that's what happens to so many people in their life. You need to stay in your lane. Focus on your lane, what you're doing. Learn. Experiment. Fail, fail big, double your failure, and discover who it is that you can become to be. So to wrap it up is this, to make the shift from mediocrity, to get out of the game that the other 99% are playing, to have the 1% life, the 1% life, you have to make the shift from mediocrity to success by number one, making the decision you're going to do it. So boom, you can do that this morning. And then when you choose success over mediocrity, just choose learning, personal learning over entertainment. Choose personal growth instead of jealousy. Instead of being jealous of other people, work on you. And then choose what you want, not what everyone else wants. What do you want? And then go after that as hard and as fast as you can. My friends, thank you for joining me this morning on this call. And let's go live the life of the 1%. Live that life you were meant to be. Become that person you were born to be, not what other people want. And do it by working on yourself. Congratulations. The first step was jumping on that call this morning. Have a great one. I will see you soon. I have this on a podcast. You can share it out with people. I'll put it on our Facebook page. Have a great one.